The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you're watching on YouTube, it is still Monday, December 13th, youtube.com slash Big Six. Come join us. We recap every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football. And sometimes we do dumb stuff before we actually start recapping it live on video, which surely will never, ever backfire on us. We also do a one o'clock pick show on Thursday. With myself, Pete Briscoe, and RJ White, and Ryan Wilson hosts a mock, a live mock draft show every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on our YouTube show. So hit the like button, subscribe, and hang out. And if you're if you're listening on the podcast, of course, which we appreciate, it is Tuesday, December 14th, more than likely. Oh boy. Is that what is it? Was it is it the Los Angeles Rams showing up? 30 to 23 over the Cardinals, despite missing Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby. Hall, future Hall of Famer Matthew Stafford gets it done. Incredible game. 23 of 32, 87, three touchdowns, no picks. Cooper Cup had a monster game. 13 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Odell Beckham, also great. Six catches, 77 yards, and a touch. James Conner. Continues to be a monster and AJ Green. This is basically an old person game. So it makes sense to bring in two other old people, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up? Breach is younger than you are. Yeah, we're all old. But I'm also the AJ Green correspondent. So in that sense, it makes sense to bring me on. Gotcha. Right, like Wilson is the James Conner, James Conner. former Steeler, former Bengals. Right, I'm the Stafford. Here we are. I'm the Stafford. Wilson's the Conner, and you're the AJ Green. You're the Perfect. Stafford. You're what? the Blake Bortles. And he's not even on the Rams anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm the Stafford guy here, man. Come I will on. say this, and then you can take over. Cooper Cup is now fourth on my MVP ballot, which I just turned into uh, Jared Dubin, who puts this out every Wednesday, I believe. Um, he's triple. Uh, he's going to win the Triple Crown, it looks like, or he's well on his way to doing that. I don't even know who's in second in any of those categories, to be honest with you. Um, and he is unstoppable. He is Wes Welker, like, on 25. He's tall, Wes he's, I didn't realize he was so tall until I saw him standing next to Matthew Stafford at the end of the oh, game. Yeah. But he he is, I don't want to slight Wes Welker because he was awesome, but I think he's a lot better than Wes Welker in his prime. And that's no slight to, to Welker. That's a good Cooper, Cooper Cup is in my mind. Uh, well, that's a different, I mean. Yeah, what? you don't have to get hung up on that. That's just my thought. Yeah, no, Wes, I mean, like, Wes Welker had stats or equivalent to Calvin Johnson in his prime, which is insane. I know. But I gotcha. Cooper Cup is. A, his route running is unbelievable. He and he physically is not encumbered by being a five seven short person who can't get down and, and catch Ooh, the ball. He's going to get that triple count you're talking about. I mean, he's having a unbelievable season. So he has eighteen more catches. No, twenty eight more catches. Is that right? Golly, twenty eight more catches than Justin Jefferson. Think about that. 
Chris yeah. Godwin second in uh, receptions. It's sort by touchdowns. Ooh, Mike Evans yeah, like ain't messing around. I mean, yeah, like he's a triple crown receiving is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, have the right. most catches, most yards, and most touchdowns by any wide receiver in the NFL in the same season is a monster, monster year. I would like everyone to know that we turned our MVP ballot in last week. I was yeah. the only one who had Cooper Cup on it. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I was too busy trying to get uh, TJ Watt to win the thing. I forgot about Cooper Cup. That's on me. <laughs> and the thing is, like, he keeps catching passes. You think at some point, you know, after five, seven catches, that the defense will start triple teaming him or something to keep him from catching the ball. And it just doesn't happen. And it just keeps making big play after big play. I mean, a lot he of should, those- he should have had another touchdown. That uh, he had he had a sick fake that and you saw Sean McVay on the sideline was like 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 dying upset that it didn't hit. He cut inside and went back outside. The guy's just dead on the like it, he was wide open. And Stafford just put a little too much air on it. And there's also he- one where Stafford I think got sacked and. Yeah. Maybe could have gotten the ball off the cup. He got hit too early. But, I, but so Cup's getting all these short intermediate throws. And then Stafford had that dagger in the fourth quarter that went for, I think, 44 <clears throat> yards to Cooper Cup. And it, so it was just, it's all over the place. They're dangerous from anywhere on the field. And it, it's amazing that someone with a uh, hundred and whatever catches, 113 catches, can be productive week after week because the defense is, you got to start focusing. It's like they don't take him seriously. It's like, you know, uh, it's, it's Cooper Cup. He's not going to do it again. I don't even know it's that. I think he might be that good because that's yes. the same thing that happens with Devontae Adams. Like, no one can guard Devontae Adams. Everyone knows he's the only person that he's, he's going to throw the ball to, Aaron Rodgers. And he is consistently open by what feels like three or four yards in terms of separation. Cooper, and the most humiliating thing about that 44 yard catch, which is against Byron Murphy, a great catch. And usually, the, you know, you get up and you pose and you do the first round, first down sign and then moonwalk back to the to the huddle he he helped byron murphy up which is like <laughs> that that should be taunting by the way that's a taunting foul foul <laughs> it should be he's like i'm sorry for torching you again for the yeah that's how you do it i mean his his footwork is insane his route running is insane his like the four yard i think it was a four yard touchdown catch where he, he stafford throws it on this sidearm angle and it's going in low. You're like, well, this is just clearly going to be incomplete. And there's the, the both refs are like, it's a touchdown. You're like, what? How? Like, I, mean, I guess Cooper Cup caught that, and he somehow got underneath it. He is just a very technically sound wide receiver who happens to have developed athletically to the point where he is just killing anyone who I- wants to try to stop him. And the the development, like, or not the development, but the presence of Odell Beckham in this offense. And I know people don't like OBJ, but he's playing well for the Rams right now. Like that's a problem. This, this offense he played is, well today for the Rams. Like that, that was his first really. Sort and of and that four yard touchdown catch like you were mentioning, that might've been Matthew Stafford's best throw of the night. I mean, what's the circumference of a football, like 25, 30 inches. That was the window. There was literally a 25 inch window and he just had to zing it in there. There's no way he should be able to do that. And, Never and played he, awesome he did tonight. Yes. By the awesome. way, uh, we talked about this before, but just a reminder: Cooper Cup ran a four six two at the combine. So, so he's faster, not faster than Brinson. He's not faster than Brinson now. He is. He is faster than me. That's the takeaway. That was a four nine six. Remember, forty nine point six. Cooper Cup still faster than me. I mean, the the so the, the Cardinals go down in the first quarter, kick a field goal. 
And then it was still in the first quarter when they go down on a 12-play, 58-yard drive. Down to the Rams' four-yard line. The four-yard line, and Kyler throws a and, – and that the interception the was tip. on the heels of their first drive where Kyler had a, like a couple – open looks and was just sort of off for whatever reason. And then he throws this horrific interception. No, it got tipped to the Aaron Donald got his hand on it. That's the only reason it intercepted. Well, he had, he had one-on-one coverage with two dudes on the left side and went to the right side. and didn't even look. Well, like that's, it. that's another conversation, but it wasn't, I mean, the Aaron Donald uh, made a great play. Oh, I thought it was just a straight bad pass. No, it got, it got tipped. Okay. Go back and look at it. We'll see. I believe you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but you're right. He didn't play good. The interception. Like he should. He had Hopkins. They were doing an in-out route, like an in-out concept thing, where Hopkins is cutting in. I think it was Christian Kirk is cutting out. He's probably going to have one of those guys open in single coverage, and he should have gone that way. Instead, came out quick. I didn't see Donald get his hand on it, but you know whatever. And that changed everything because the the Cardinals go up ten nothing if that happens. And I think that probably puts the Rams on tilt and they don't get in their groove that happens. And on the first drive, as you mentioned, he missed A.J. Green, which would have been an easy touchdown. A.J. Green was wide-ass open. But um, I'm just going to blame A.J. Green because he dropped the ball early in the season or didn't turn around for the ball early in the season breach. Uh, you know, what's funny is that was the last time that Kyler Murray threw an interception inside the five-yard line. Only two in his career. And both of them were in the past six weeks. So one definitely A.J. Green's fault. This one, uh, Kyler's fault for being so short. I will say this is clearly the worst game of Kyler's season. He still gave them a chance to win. Like the the things he's able to do. First. Like the first interception wasn't his fault. The second interception, that, that I can't, what happened exactly? I feel like that was his fault when I was watching the time. I mean, we don't know. I mean, the first interception, if you if your throw's too low and it gets batted, that's kind of your fault. That's partly your fault. But it wasn't like he threw it's it right to. You can't absolve him a blame. He didn't throw it right to Ernest Jones, is my point. Five eight. Well, right, but. And by the way, uh, Manute Bowl over there, take it easy on guys who are 5'10". I am saying as a short Near guy, him. I know how short guys think, and that's, you got to take some blame there. And what was the other interception? I can't remember what happened. I feel like it was his fault. That one was his fault. Do you guys remember what it was? Uh, that was on the their first drive of the second Oh, that's half. right. Because the Rams just scored to go up 2013, and it was early. Oh, the Rams had that deep shot of Van Jefferson. And Leonard Floyd picked it off. I think it was. I'm oh, that sure was, was a bad throw. Ball. That's right. That that's, was a bad throw. That's not. A, I mean, he, and he had make. another one that should have been picked off on the. That was the right at the end flat, of the game, but wasn't. Yeah, that that the uh, one of the and, and they said this on ESPN. I think uh, five of his nine interceptions have come on the first drive of the second half. That is the opposite of uh, taking advantage of. That's you know, well, and then the Rams weird. score because th- that set the Rams up at Arizona's 19 yard line. Rams quickly score, and now a 13 13. Halftime score is twenty-seven to thirteen after five minutes of the third quarter and ball game. It was it was fourteen nothing in like seven or like three minutes. I mean, it was it was crazy. Despite all that, though, like every other game this week, the Cardinals had a chance to tie Cardinals it up. Chance, yeah, should um okay on the fourth down. I thought Cliff should have kicked the field goal fourth and one. Yeah, I don't know what the the Ben Ball would box said. The mass says he should have gone. Okay, I found I, myself. I, I don't hate the kicking. I saw you tweet about that with uh, because um, I I had a bigger so Greasy was getting crushed on Twitter, which 
maybe we should have gone on and defended him. Go on Twitter. I, he got he got crushed for suggesting a field goal. I like Greasy's idea. No, no, I I like that one because there was still over five minutes left in the game. I a fourth and one you has two, you have two timeouts, not three. You have a better shot of converting fourth and one than a fifty-six yard field. I understand oh, okay. Prater yeah, yeah, yeah. is a great, great long distance kicker. It's like that, like trust me, I understand that. But I, I think fourth and one makes sense there. But the other part was on their second drive where they eventually did kick a field goal mm-hmm. with thirty-seven seconds left. Like kick that field goal with a minute thirty left. Yes. Don't wait for because you have to get two scores. So there's no reason to burn time off the clock. They, they had the third down, and they even Kyler took a sack on on third down. I think then they kicked right, and it's the like, clock kept running. And, and he threw an incompletion on second down, so it was third down. Clock stopped. Get your kicker out. And I guess that's my thing is like Kingsbury, he's he's gotten better, but he hasn't gotten good at it. You got to get your kicker out there on third down, kick it. Well, so the, the Cardinals had a third and 10, and uh, Murray hit DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they got a first down. So now they have first and 10 with a minute 19 left, and they had moved the ball down the field so quickly that McVay's like, all right, we're taking the timeout here. We need, we need to like calm the defense down. We need to reset. And that's when Cliff Kingsbury should have said, whoa, he just did me a favor. I should kick a field goal now. There's a minute 13 left. The clock is stopped, and we're at the 28-yard line. So, yeah. Right. So then we kick the field goal, and now if you recover the onside kick, you have more than a minute to work with, and you're not playing dumb football like they were uh, in those final two plays. Yeah, the the final play, it it felt like they were they ran they completed a ball in the middle of the field. They ran, I think James Conner, they ran up to what looked like Spike it, and Kyler Murray said How do you not uh, spike it? he did the old fake spike and didn't tell anyone else was going to happen, and then he got sacked for the fifty yard loss to end the game. I don't understand. I mean, Kyler Murray, how do you not spike that? The, yeah, five the car- seconds. I mean, the Cardinals five seconds are awesome, clock. and they're they feel like the. Uh, Maybe the 2012 Falcons Texans. The it was the, the year the Texans wore the Letterman jackets to the oh, uh, to New yeah. England. <laughs> yeah. it, the Cardinals are like they played try, like a high school team that night. Do you trust the Cardinals in the playoffs? Here's the thing, and no. this is this wait just wait to hear this though. Here's the great news, and Breach has been talking about this forever. They're undefeated on the road. They're no longer the first seed. Problem solved. Just go on the road. Keep losing until you get down to the fifth seed. Yeah, I was going to say, if they, if they uh, win the division, they're still getting <laughs> a home game. That's a strategy. Get to the fifth seed. Next stop, Super Bowl. All right. Let's take a break. And then we'll come back. And we'll discuss if your future Super Bowl champions are the Los Angeles Rams. Next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> so, the Rams. The Cardinals are fine. Are they? No, they are fine in the sense that they are now, what, 10-3? Uh, and three? They're fine mm. in the sense they're going to get to the playoffs. They're that's about the playoffs. it. I, I do. mean, I don't uh, That They're fine. Uh, okay, Breach, let me ask you this. How did the Packers play last night? Well, they won forty-five to thirty. They That's won not what I ask you. Points. That's not what I ask you. How did they, they gave play? Up, uh, they played fine, except on special teams and defense. But other than that, they were lights out. All right, let, let me let me ask you this instead. You're you are on it's sort of like a reverse. Uh, who wants to be in a millionaire thing? You got to pick teams, like the draft we had. Basically, but like it's not we're drafting the Super Bowl. It's it's. Who's gonna if 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 this team loses in the first round? It's you loser die. league. It's, it's squid games. Excuse it's squid games. You get shot in the leg. Correct. <laughs> if it's squid, it's squid games. Where do the Cardinals rank for you on NFC squid games? Are we I'm, just I'm, counting the seven teams that are currently in the playoffs? No, any teams. Any? What do you mean any teams? You can pick any team in the NFC. Detroit, if you want. Like if you trust oh, the well, Eagles yeah. or the Seahawks playing tomorrow more than the Cardinals, correct? Then you take them. So. Where do the Cardinals rank for you on NFC Squid Games? Because they are six for me. I was going to say, I think six. (laughs) And only because Mike McCarthy's coaching Dallas. They feel a little bit like the Steelers last year. We're like, "Ah, we're maybe not giving them enough credit. I don't understand. What does six mean? Six out of 16? No, no, no. Take, out, of, out of the NFC teams, Brinson's saying the Cardinals are the sixth team, the team he trusts the sixth most. Like, in, like my life NFC. is on the line. I, I want Tom Brady and Tampa Bay one, Green Bay oh, two. You I think I want the Rams three, the 49ers four. No, no, they're, maybe they're Dallas five, then Arizona six. They're that's my list. No, they're they're three for me. You guys are overselling this. You're you're risking your life unnecessarily on. Every week things change. I mean, this this Rams team almost lost to the to the, the Lions for 30, 35, 40 minutes. They played terribly in that game. And they haven't had a they haven't been consistent for most of the season. I think the, the Cardinals have have they overplayed expectations for sure, but I, I feel pretty good if Kyler's healthy. And Cliff Kingsbury made some boneheaded decisions, but in, in the world of boneheaded decisions by head coaches, I he I don't even think he's in the top ten in terms of Numb nuttery, you know what I'm saying? I like I, I like the Cardinals. I'm just saying I don't know if I trust them. But again, like you, that that Kyler gives you a chance. The Dallas offense suddenly sucks. All you're, right, well, Wilson, true. The, you're gonna be relying on Michael I don't Parsons. Trust Dallas at all. The Cardinals and Cowboys play each other in three weeks. Who who would you pick uh, to win that game right now? Uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals and Colts play each other in two weeks. Who would you win pick to win that game right now? That I where's that game? Oh, give me the Colts. Arizona. Where uh, they're at, yeah, they're, yeah, maybe I, I, I link Colts. The Colts are playing well. All right, all right, all right. So, I mean, if the if the season ended today, 
wouldn't it be Air- San Francisco at Arizona? For, uh, for the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. It in, would a, be... in a wild card matchup. Mm-hmm. So yes, are you ta- who are you taking? Because I know Arizona. I'm... Oh, please. Oh, please what? Give me the four diners. Okay, that's fine. But I mean you can run, you can run on San Francisco and throw all over them. I mean, the Cardinals, Cardinals did sweep the 49. I know you're acting That's like it's a lay. <laughs> I will happily. San Francisco will be plus three. I give me one second. Let me check your. Uh, let me check your against the spread record real quick, and then we'll go. Cool. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, oh, oh. down hard. No, I don't know why. Yeah, especially after the way the Packers played last night. I love the Packers. I I, did, I wasn't concerned about the Packers last night. I think they'll figure out the special teams and the the, the few de- the defensive laps they had. The Cardinals had bigger concerns for sure. But like I said, Kyler Murray played his worst game of the year, and he was still had the minute at the very end. The first interception, whatever. I, I mean, Breach was a little more upset with it than I was. The second interception was wholly his fault. And he missed a, a couple throws, and that happens sometimes. But I, I mean, let me put it to you this way: football team. But let me put it you this feels way: feels like they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe rank your quarterbacks uh, of the in the NFC. Like I, that's like a whole different ball game. Well, that's why I asked the question. Why would I ask the same question? Uh, one, Tom Brady. Two, Aaron no. Rodgers. Three, Dak Prescott. Four, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> five, Kyler Murray. I believe. I thought he was going to say Kirk Cousins next. No. Nah. Six, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, are you really ranking your NFC quarterbacks and you don't have Russell Wilson in your top six? I forgot Russell. Sorry. Yeah, clearly. Man. Hey, I can't wait to cut that one on the pod. Put it jump out there. That, jump that ship right quick. I oh, thought about playoff teams. I was. He said NFC teams. <laughs> I'm fine with playoff Aaron teams. Aaron Goff, five. Breach, go ahead. I was thinking about the playoff matchups, but to, you know, fair enough. Yes. I, I mean, I, I mostly agree. I probably do. Aaron, uh, Tom Brady's completely. Aaron's got a toe issue, so I'll take Brady and then Rodgers. I don't even know who's next because Dak hasn't looked good the last few weeks. Tyler is next. Stafford has not. It didn't look good early in the season, but he's looked good the last two weeks. And yeah, Kyler's next. If you're taking, if you're taking, if you're and taking, taking and you're taking Kyler over Stafford. Okay, if instance, you're taking just your tonight, squid game scenario. <laughs> You have to take Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford to win you a game tomorrow. I'm taking Kyler Murray. I would take Stafford. Or if that guy loses it for you, you have to cut off one of your fingers. I will happily take Stafford. Yeah, but you've been riding Stafford since he got to L.A., so that's not a surprise. That's fine. So you're going to be at his Hall of Fame induction with nine fingers, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to the Hall of Fame for instance, he's got well, nine if he fingers. Of, if he makes the Hall of Fame, hopefully I'm not losing a finger. And by the way, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady in this little... Well, he's got his toe issue, so that that's a little worrisome. But he doesn't like. How do we know that's even real? He could have made it up just to. He to, showed his toe to everyone on the no. Zoom call. That was COVID toe. That was something is else. Is it real? <laughs> you think he's making up his toe? What's happening? Be the fine line between immunization uh, and vaccination. I thought I thought Steve Young on the uh, Monday Night Football countdown did a great breakdown of Kyler as a mobile quarterback who does not want to leave the pocket and is throwing the ball really well. And Kyler had a bad night tonight, but Kyler is Kyler's having Kyler is he's not going to he's not going to win the MVP because Brady's going to win it, but he's in the top five. They win the division. It'll be a conversation. He missed three games. He went two and one with Comico. He can't win it. I don't think. Um, Kyler's awesome. Kyler is great. I'm not trying to downgrade Kyler. I just don't know if I trust Kyler and Cliff in the playoffs. 
Well, that's a yeah, that's a different story. Fair enough. I'm not gonna argue with that. I mean, Cliff's trying to make him some. Kyler was nine to one before tonight, and Tom Brady was. Tom Brady minus one eighty might be a pretty good bet. They have the Panthers twice left. No way. Aaron Rodgers plus six hundred. I mean, that's a that's. I just think Tom Brady's going to win the award. Layup forty four. Do you know who the oldest? Andrew like, Whitworth. Human alive to win an MVP in any sport in America is in their age? Not 44, like 37. No, it's Tom Brady, and he was 40. Oh, yeah. He was 40. <laughs> right. I forgot was going to win it again. I, I think Tom Brady minus 180 is a good bet. Okay. I think Tom Brady's just winning the award. Yeah, I get that. I think but you're you agree, on. right? I mean, no, I don't the agree. The easiest I, remaining schedule. You get to play the Jets. The Panthers twice and the Saints. Right. And they're going to throw the ball a ton to try and get Tom Brady the award because they're not dealing with Belichick. They're dealing with Bruce Arians, who's like, F yeah, let's throw the let's throw the ball deep and win the I mean, award. if the Packers win the win the, the the conference and Aaron Rodgers continues to play like he's playing with not a lot around him, I think he's gonna get serious consideration. Well, yeah, he'll get of course. Okay. Well, you're acting like that's a they're currently the number one seed. Right, but the Bucks have the Panthers twice and the Jets once, right? Breach. But Brenton, as you said last night, when you <laughs> asked me who I thought was going to win the number one seed, you picked the Packers. Oh my! I, God. I picked the Buccaneers. Here, no, here you picked go. the Packers. I picked you talked me into the Packers. No, no, no. I picked the Buccaneers and you picked the Packers. Oh no, you talked me into the Buccaneers. That's why. Yeah, that's why I agree with you. Well, we went, we went through the Packers schedule. Though, I said and Packers, and then I looked at the schedule. And I was like, "You're right. It's Buccaneers." Here's the but thing: the Packers no. could easily win out and end up as the number one seed. And I do Thank think if, if they get the number one overall seed, that Aaron Rodgers probably feels like the better bet. And, and, and plus six hundred, it feels like a. I mean, a layup to. Well, the as, thing is, so. if you had to put five hundred dollars on a four-game parlay of each of these teams to win their final four games, you're putting your money on the Buccaneers. Oh, you're picking one team. I thought I had to pick like four teams to win four, to win all their games. No, okay, no, I'm, just if, if you have to bet on, right now on the Buccaneers to win their final four games or the Packers to win their final four games. Who are the Packers' final four? Packers play the Ravens, the Browns, the Vikings, oh, and the Lions. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, they're going to be yeah. favoring all of them. but And probably no Lamar for, well, maybe no Lamar. Maybe. Not a high ankle sprain, according to John Arbaugh. Yeah, and the I Browns mean, game is on Christmas. One of those weird holiday games where crazy stuff happens. I think, I think I think voters will want to give it to Tom Brady at age forty-four. Okay, I mean you're talking yourself into it at minus one eighty. I'm talking myself into plus six hundred Aaron Rodgers. Plus six hundred. Apparently on the the first place in the NFC Green Bay Packers. Sure. Drop some money on. I, that I right don't now. hate it. I mean it could happen. We should text Pete Prisco and ask him who. Uh, That's me sprinkling. I just no, you could also you could also put um I mean, two units on Tom Brady and half a unit on Aaron Rodgers. I, I like the odds are pretty th- these odds are usually terrible and these odds right now on Caesars if you look at them are not like, I mean minus 180 is not insane for where Tom Brady is in the race and then you can hedge a little bit with with Rodgers at 6 to 1. Like normally it'd be like 3 and a half to 1 which would, you wouldn't do. Right. Well, you could do just to make the math simple: bet one eighty on Brady to win a hundred, and then bet fifty on Rodgers to win three hundred. And then if Brady wins, you win fifty, and if Rodgers wins, you win one twenty. But you obviously make the numbers work closer. Correct. But they're, they're separated enough that it it could. And work. you just have to dodge like Mahomes going 
Crazy. Right, right. Absolutely. But again, looking at the Buccaneers' schedule, it's hard to imagine Brady getting any worse. So it's just a matter of whether or not Rodgers wins out and catches him. And neither one of these teams is going to stop playing hard because they're trying to get the one seed. There goes so Brady's the Pac- week 18. If, if the Packers lose their next two games, maybe the Bucs, you know, sit people. But if- and then the Chiefs' schedule is much more brutal than both of them right. with the Chargers, Steelers. Bengals and Broncos with Brendan Brendan said that no one should ever text Pete Briscoe. Believe me, you are correct, my friend. I love that Breach thinks the Steelers are suddenly a good team all of a sudden because they're playing the Chiefs. No, I don't think they're a good team. I'm just saying that That, uh, they're a team that is 500 or better, and uh, the Buccaneers don't have to play any of those teams. I believe, by the way, this was the first game since September, perhaps, that the Rams beat a team with a winning record. Yes. Is that the man? They only have like three of them. It's pretty bad. So the Colts, the Bucks, and the Cardinals tonight. So that that's a good win in that sense. And it yeah, was a convincing it was win. A huge win for them. But right, the fact that they were, excuse me, struggling against. Well, I mean, I, did we even talk about the fact that the Rams probably can win the NFC West now? I mean, it's. Go com- on. It's completely within reason. You're talking about... There's a path. What's the path? Well, the path is pretty easy, right? So the Cardinals, if they had won, the race was basically over. The Cardinals would have just had to win one of their final four games, and they would have won the division had they won Monday night, but they didn't. So now you're talking about the fact that they only have a one-game lead on the Rams, and then you look at both teams' final four games... Uh, you know, we just kind of walked through them with Wilson where I asked him to pick the winners. They play the Lions. That feels like a layup. But then they have the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. That's the, that, that's the Cardinal schedule. And then the Rams close with the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Ravens, and the 49ers. Let's feel like two pretty evenly matched schedules. I don't know what the strength of schedule. Sorry, I'm on the playoff machine thing. I think next week it's uh, Rams hosting Seahawks, Cardinals at Lions. That feels like a win for each, right? Better right. chance, definitely better chance for the Cardinals. What is the uh, playoff? I mean, I'm sorry. What What are the uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, schedule I, numbers? Yeah, that's what I mean. You can we can go game by game, but I'm just curious as the to the Rams' what. remaining opponents are 500 exactly. The Cardinals' remaining opponents are 433, oh, but that's okay. because they're playing the Lions, who are 110 and one. Once yeah. you get that Lions game out of the way, their strength schedule will go will shoot up. Well, so All right, we'll just walk through the yeah. Go ahead. Two. Cardinals at Lions, Cardinals win, right? Yeah, Lord willing, good Lord. Rams hosting Seahawks, Rams win. Yeah, but that game's, I mean, that game, that game is what? could certainly go sideways, I agree, but. No, no, I'm, I'm doing the ones over Wilson. Probably minus, minus six and a half? Is that too low? Yeah, no, I think it's right. I mean, I think the Rams, the Rams are expected to win. So, All right. week, four, week 14 is probably a wash. Week 15 uh, we have the week Cardinals 16. hosting the, or excuse me, week 16. Yeah, thanks, Breach. Uh, Cardinals hosting the Colts. That's a loss because they can't win home games. You want the Colts or you want the, the Cardinals? And the Rams playing the Vikings. I just said that's On a loss because they can't win home games. Okay. That would obviously. Okay. So Rams win, uh, Cardinals lose. No, week no, no. Wait a second. The Rams are playing the Vikings. I'm not convinced they're going to win that game. All right, well, let's give the Vikings. Let's give it the Vikings win. So, still I mean, Bre- we'll let Breach be the arbiter, the final vote. That's fine. No, I, I think it's good to play it out in a scenario where the home teams are typically. I feel like the Rams win that game just because I think Kirk Cousins okay. would it, is going to have nightmares about Aaron Donald. Yeah. I just, All right. 
He doesn't thrive okay. under that kind of pressure. All right, week 17, Cardinals so now we're tied. Cowboys. Now, now we're tied. Now we're tied. Yeah, we're, it's all square. Cardinals at Cowboys. Ooh. If the Cardinals bring their bench to Jerry, Jerry World, they'll they'll win the game. <laughs> I think they I win mean, that game. You think they Oh. I mean, a lot can change in three weeks. Every week they, you change your opinion about these teams because they play well or don't play well. But again, the, the Cowboys offense stinks and you're relying on the defense, which has been playing well. But why is the offense not working? That's my concern. I would take the Cowboys here, personally. Breach. I think I'm siding with Wilson on this one. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, what a swerve by Breach the, Bot. The Breach Bot as taking oh, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are at the Ravens. Well, can the Rams score more than 20 points? Because if they can, they'll win. <laughs> and that's Breach, what's the math on 3,000 miles, 4 p.m. games? Where are we? What is that? Uh, well, one one quick thing on I that game. I think I like the Ravens here. <laughs> is that the well, Lamar Jackson has never lost a start to an NFC team. What a weird stat that Breach knows. How is that weird? It's 12 and 0. That's not no, that weird. No, you know it. That you know it. 12 and 0? Well, I, yeah, 12 and 0. It's not like he's 6 and 0 or something. There's it's a actually lot of games. some like, good math with that where there's a lack of preparation by teams that just don't see him because they run, they ran the read option a bunch. Okay. So we get to week 17 and the Rams are 11 and five. The Cardinals are 12 and four. Wait a second. Did you already move past week 17 is the Baltimore week 18. Game. Excuse me. Okay. So you're giving the Ravens game to the Ravens. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Okay. Cardinals are hosting the Seahawks and the Rams are hosting the 49ers. Let's say so, both hold serve. Okay. Cardinals. Oh, you're doing the, I see what you're doing. The actual. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, this is a pretty back to the point of the, the odds that Debo put up about from Caesars at five and a half to one for the Rams to win. I agree with breach. I think that is a pretty good bet. What's the call? What was the Cardinals? Minus 300 or something. Okay. Yeah. I would bet Aaron Rodgers and I would bet the Rams. 800 minus 800. Yeah. I would bet the Rams. five, Five and a half to one is a pretty good bet there for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If one team gets hot and one team just plays average, that the other team is, is out. So hot Although, means you have to go four and one. I mean, the Cardinals have some pretty epic slides the last few weeks. Three and one, excuse, years, me. excuse me. Yeah, but that's been partly because Kyler's not stayed healthy. The one thing the Rams can't afford to do it's is lose, lose, lose to the, games. No, lose <laughs> to the Seahawks or 49ers. Because the Cardinals already have a four and one division Ooh. record, and if the and the Rams are two and two, so if they lose another one, they automatically lose. It, you know, because they split the head to head records, division record, and so if they if they go three and one, but they lose to the 49ers or Seahawks, well, there's one. Of the, they only have I think they have three games left, right? Three games. Four. Left, yeah. They have four. And if, okay. one of their, if they go three and one, but one of those losses to the 49ers or Seahawks, they lose the tiebreaker to the Cardinals. Right, so now you finish a game ahead uh, of them, and that changes everything. They also can't afford to get lost on the way to the stadium on game day. I mean, they could. Jalen Ramsey got lost saying they still won. He got lost. So, he flew back home to Los Angeles. COVID. Well, I, Brian, I know, but I'm saying that the Rams seem to prove they can win if people uh, are not available. Oh, but if the whole team, neither team bus shows up, that's what I'm saying. Oh, now you're changing the, you're moving the goalposts. But now they get both of those division games at home. So if you want to bet the Rams, you should bet them before this week because they're hosting the Seahawks, right? Because if I mean if they if they beat the Seahawks and somehow the Cardinals next week, somehow the Cardinals lose, the Rams would be like. Plus but if one. if both teams win, I think the Rams odds Rams odds will get 
better as far as you betting them because there's only three games left for them to catch them. And they might drop like six plus 600 plus 650. Yes. And then that would be where you maybe want to take them. Mm. Intriguing. Indeed. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Who's winning the NFC West? Do we make our prediction? I'll take the Rams. I like. I still like. I'll back the Rams. I'll roll with the Cardinals. Uh, I'll give them one more week. And the Cardinals should be. And listen, we didn't really talk about this, but the Rams did all this with like twenty-three players because everyone Higby was out, Jalen Ramsey was out, and they lost them like an hour before the game. So credit to them for for playing extremely well given those those situations. And I will say the Cardinals. Yes. No hat tonight. Sorry. Maybe we'll give one away on Thursday. Hang out with us after the game. Of course, we'll do a live a live pick show at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Hit the subscribe button. And if you hit the alert button, you'll know when Ryan Wilson goes live for a mock draft show to tell you how early an NC State tackle is going to the draft. Maybe number two? Two again? Just like... Uh... The dating game guy. Who used to do that? Chuck Woolery. Two and two. We're back in two and two. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.